Do you want to be made well? This is one of those really fascinating questions. I found in my pastoral and teaching work that people know precisely what they want about as well as they know what other people are feeling. What I mean is that our desires can sometimes be as opaque as other people's emotions. You need to interact with someone to ask them what they are feeling to know what their feelings are. And even when you ask them what they are feeling, they can't always perfectly articulate their emotional state. In the same way, when I meet with someone that is having a tough go of it, things are weighing upon them and life isn't quite going the way that they wish that it would. I'll ask them, if you could have anything you want or do anything you want and nothing was standing in the way, what would you want? I'm somewhat surprised at how often people cannot clearly answer that question. You would think that people would know what their desires were quite well, but many people haven't really thought much about what they want, or they've thought a lot about the obstacles between them and the fulfillment of their desires. But as I said previously, desires can sometimes be about as clear to us as the emotions of another person are. And if you're going to know how another person is feeling, you will have to ask them. And if you're going to know what you actually want, what your desires actually are, you're going to have to sit down and ask yourself, what do I really want? To some of you, this may seem strange, but I've interacted with a lot of people in more than two decades of working as a pastor and as a teacher who are stuck. They are stuck waiting for something to happen that might cure whatever ailment has them stuck. And a number of them are stuck on this question. What does God want me to do? The will of God. For religious people, for Christians especially, that is a big thing. And I think it is on some levels a good thing that people are waiting and even wanting divine direction for their life. But more than a few people get stuck waiting for God to do something. They never get to their will or desire because they want to know what God's will or desire is. But I've discovered that God often moves us by desire. So the question becomes really important. What do you want? And this whole issue of desire causes a real internal wrestling match. It seems that a lot of people in our culture have a hard time with desire because of some austere impulse toward a stoic asceticism. We tend to immediately think that desire is carnal, that it's wrong. That's not to say that there aren't carnal desires. There are bad desires, but desire in and of itself is not necessarily evil. So what do you want to do? Have you thought about it? Have you considered that the desire that you may have may in fact be divinely inspired, given to you or at least influenced by God to get you to move into his purpose, plan, or will? I'm convinced that as we set ourselves or orient ourselves toward God, seeking to align ourselves according to his nature and his will, as revealed in the scriptures, that when we do that, we are delighting ourselves in him. And as we delight ourselves in him, he gives us new desires in our hearts. He works in us to desire and to do what is pleasing to him. So this means that God moves us into his will by influencing our will 
by giving us new desires. All of this is on my mind this morning as I'm reading through the familiar story of the lame man at the Pool of Bethesda in John 5. In John chapter 5, we are given the story of a man that was stuck for 38 years. He was paralyzed or lame or in some way he was infirmed. And for a significant portion of that 38-year disability, he was waiting for the off chance of a healing by a pool that was believed to bring miraculous healing just north of the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. It was called the Pool of Bethesda. And John records that Jesus came to this man who was with many other ill people at the pool who were all waiting for the moving of the water. And Jesus asked him, do you want to be made well? These sick people were waiting for the moving of the water because there was a belief among them that from time to time an angel would come down from heaven and disturb or stir the water of the pool. And the first person to get into the water after the moving of the water would be healed. So they were all waiting for the moving of the water. And Jesus comes to this lame man and says, do you want to be made well? And honestly, it just seems like an obnoxious question. Why else would the man be there? He'd been there for a very long time. He wasn't there because he liked the scenery. He wasn't there because he enjoyed laying around with a whole bunch of other sick people. He was there because he wanted to be made well. But instead of answering rudely back to Jesus' seemingly obnoxious question, he responded, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Every time I read that, I'm, I'm struck with a little bit of emotion. This guy, he did know what he wanted. He knew his desire. Of course, he wanted to be made whole or well, but he only saw the obstacles. He was stuck waiting for something or someone to help him to move. If only I had someone that could make this happen for me. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well and took up his bed and walked. Do you know what you want? Are you hung up on all the obstacles? Perhaps the Lord would say to you, get up and start moving forward. Something to think about. We'll see you next time. <laughs>